Louise Cooney's Open Book, a Go Loud original podcast. Welcome back to Open Book, the book podcast that you don't need to be a reader to enjoy. This week I'm sitting down with Sarah, our producer. This is our listener engaged episode. We're going to chat about the book club. We're reading Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabriel Zevin. And we're also going to do our good books and bad books and just have the chats. I'm so not a morning person anymore. I used to be. I'm only a morning person. I've been in here since six. Do you just, like, what time did you get up at? I have serious anxiety and awful insomnia. Do you? (laughs) So you're not wrecked. Do you know what the thing is? I was working on the breakfast show for three years, which Uh often meant that I was up at four to get in for five. Jesus. Yeah, not great. Um, But because I was doing that for so long, I kind of attuned myself to be my best at that time because when you're preparing a live show, mm. everything can go wrong and often does. So you need to be honest. Like you mm. need to be, a, you awake. need to be flexible. Yeah. You need, yeah, you need your brain to be functioning. Um, and so now, as I'm in this job, my hours are supposed to be nine to five, but like I usually work maybe six to three or you know yeah. seven to I don't oh, know nice, I don't yeah. know um for a long time I was trying to mold myself into the nine to five and now I'm just like maybe my cir- circadian rhythm is just reset and I should probably lean into that I used to be such a morning person I used to get up and go to the gym every morning before I'd start my work day because it was when it was quiet before I was getting emails and all that stuff but now I can't I went to bed at half nine last night <laughs> I'm still wrecked. Yeah, old granny. I'm still wrecked. I don't know what's wrong with me. Oh, uh, just getting older. For context, it's uh, now 10am as we're recording. <laughs> and I'm about to have my breakfast, which is a slice of caterpillar cake. Oh, is that, I thought and that's what it was. And you talking talking about going to the gym. Oh, I, offer. Oh. I thought that's what it was. Would you like I don't, I don't go ever. Like, I just don't do it anymore. I'm just too tired. Mm. Mm. This is make the thing. It, if I make it two, two to three times a week, that's a good week at the moment. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean... Jeez, that's a hell of a lot. I probably go two or three times a year at this stage. It's terrible. Really? Yeah. How do you keep in such good shape? Well, you're eating cake. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell me it's what you eat because you're eating cake. It's all about balance, Louise. (laughs) What I'm balancing, I don't know. But I have a big appetite. I eat a lot. Yeah, so I, I think my appetite is actually just fecked from, yeah, years of eating at totally random times because of work. Mm. Um... So now my appetite, I don't have an appetite, so I have to force myself to eat Um, or not even force myself, but just remember. Mm. And this is why when I'm in relationships, I often gain weight, which is totally fine. I don't mind Um, because, you know, you have someone that's like Mm. you're you're with during the day and they're like, oh, well, we'll have lunch now. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, which is which is pretty good. But then also I just at this point, I feel very body neutral. Yeah. Like, I know it's probably better to be body positive, but I just think I spent so much time thinking about my mm. body that I don't want to spend any more of my time doing that. Well, as uh, Emma said last week, a little bit of self-hatred is good. <laughs> yeah. You have to like yourself. Definitely. Not love yourself. Yeah, yeah. just be grand with yourself. <laughs> just think, you know what, she's grand. I actually think I was only talking about this kind of thing to my friend the other day. And I was looking back, because I was, I, there was a stage where I was about 20 pounds lighter than what I am now. How? You look like a stick. I was literally, I'm not even joking, like I look back and I'm like borderline skeletal, like I'm like, you know, and I had no boobs. Did you feel healthy? I felt fucking hungry. (laughs) 
I felt hungry. <laughs> I, 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 genuinely, like. Oh my gosh. That's when I was up exercising every morning and just really watching what I was eating. I thought I, I thought I, I thought that was healthier, but it yes, wasn't. Like, no. Probably wasn't. A little bit more balance would have been fine, you know. Yeah. Sure. Good books. In my good books this week, so I have a pop up, like. Oh my god! No way. Kind of thing opening on Saturday. On Wicklow Street, I'm going into a shop with um, Sinead Keery and Crystals and Co. Do you know them? Oh, yes, I do know so them. They make like, amazing earrings. And Sarah Keery as well. So there's going to be four Irish businesses in there. Four Irish female businesses. Yes. Amazing. Yeah, but I literally don't know anything about opening pop-up, so it's going to be very interesting. <laughs> I was on the phone on the way It'll in be here. an adventure. Being like, and how are you going to manage your stock levels? I was like... Mm-hmm. I have no idea. <laughs> so I think it's going to be it's going to be a learning experience. It'll be a learning curve. Yeah, but I'm excited. I feel like it's like a really good location and it'll be the first time people can see the clothes in person. Great. So is, this is a pop-up that's focused on Clue. Well, if Clue is going in there, yeah. Great. It's and what Sinead else? Curie's store. So. Oh, great. Um, yeah, it's exciting. And are you going to be there all weekend? I won't be there all weekend, but I'll be there as much as I can, you know. Great. And yeah. what kind of things can people expect? Well, we're going to do like an event the day it opens. The first 50 people get like a little present coming in. Brilliant. And like Sinead's here. I don't know if you've seen her stuff, Sinead Geary's stuff. It's gorgeous. I've seen people posting stuff in them and I always screenshot them Mm. and I'm like, maybe one day I can afford something like this. No, they're gorgeous. Like silk and lace and just very feminine and girly and gorgeous. Actually, I think that there's, yeah, there's a real revival in like feminine fashion and I'm all about it. And sorry, I don't mean even to be gendered in that but in men as well you see mm. the guys going around in these silk shirts and I'm like oh my god yes it's so subtly sexy yeah and Sarah Curie's her sister she does has a makeup brand like kind of focused like she does a lot of gorgeous nude lips and like oh, very yeah. wearable stuff you know like yeah every day that have colours that you'll actually wear rather than just sit there yeah and Crystals and Co obviously do gorgeous glamorous jewellery mm. so yeah and like the activewear side of that. So oh yeah. So basically you start off your day in Clue mm-hmm. and then you make your way through your day with Crystals and Co, mm-hmm. wearing Sarah mm-hmm. and then you end your, with an evening out in Sinead. Yes. Beautiful. Exactly. There you go. I love that. Um, speaking about makeup, um, have you heard of this trend, crying girl makeup? Um, I don't think so. Apparently it's... Um, a trend that's making waves on TikTok and essentially it's sort of like there's it's not as though there's mascara falling down the face or anything but there's kind of this wetness to the skin under the eyes um supposedly it's growing in popularity among Gen Z but it just really makes me kind of question whether or not you know sadness is becoming kind of fetishized well, there's something maybe, odd in that like when when you say that i'm thinking youthful like doe eye yeah, glowy skin. definitely glowy, definitely doe-eye, definitely really subtle makeup. Yeah. But honestly, crying girl makeup, they do look like they either have been recently crying or they're about to cry. I'm a uh, terribly ugly crier, so I'm like, <laughs> you definitely wouldn't want to be doing Louise's crying makeup. Jeez. I love that. But I, I do follow a few people on TikTok, which I regularly delete as an app because it's just is such a time waster. Oh my God, um, Isn't it? Um I do follow a few Gen Z people, you know, just to keep me hip with the kids. Mm. And uh, yeah, they're very open um, about their mental health, which is obviously good. But I suppose, you know, you can take that a little far in that like, you know, um, mental health or mental illness um, should always be accepted, spoken about. But it, it certainly shouldn't be something to try to achieve, which I worry with something like this. It's kind of, yeah, glorifying 
sadness. Mm. I wonder what the end of that is. Now, it could just be a makeup trend. I'm probably overanalyzing this. but I know. Mm. Sometimes I see stuff on TikTok and like I think it's great to talk about difficult things and you know, share those. But then sometimes I'm like, are people doing it for views? Yeah, is there something? And then I see a whole account about this one thing. And I'm like, all right, I, 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 that's great that you're powering yourself and talking about, but like also, you know, you do have a life beyond this and like that's going to be there forever and you shouldn't be doing this for views. Yeah, definitely. It's interesting. interesting. Especially because they are so young, the people Mm. who I've seen anyway, um, yeah, creating this kind of content. It's very exposing and it's it's in, it like, you know, for some people it may be brave, but yeah, you're making yourself very vulnerable and I just hope they're, you know, protecting themselves as much as they can as well. Mm-hmm. What's in your good books this week? Uh, well, a number of things actually, but um, I will start off with Motherland. Oh, okay. Yeah. On Netflix. Have you watched I've it? I've heard people talking about it again recently. It's great. Someone recommended it. It is fantastic. And I remember watching one episode. What's it about? Yeah, so it basically it's Sharon Horgan is one of the creators. Oh no way! Yeah, so it's and there's an Irish character in it who's oh. who's gas as well. Her name is Anne. Um, also, like just mothers at the school gate is always going to be hilarious. so good. Like, yeah, <laughs> I love uh, Darren Garry's skit on that actually. It's so good. Um, but yeah, no, it's absolutely brilliant. And I suppose the premise is that the main character, uh, what's her name again? Jules, Julie. Julia, sorry. The main character, Julia, um, she has been essentially leeching off her mother for childcare for as long as her kids have been alive. So maybe like six years and her mother has just thrown in the towel. So now she's in the fucking deep end, uh, trying to balance everything, trying to find childcare. And she's just falling apart at the seams in the most hilarious way possible. Uh, But I remember a few years ago starting the first episode and I was like, this is kind of depressing. I don't want to watch this. But maybe it's because more of my friends are mums now Mm -hmm. and, you know, my sister and brother have children that I'm, you know, finding the fun and the hilarity in it all. So what is it on? I'm watching it on Netflix, but I don't know. I don't think it's made with Netflix. Like it it might be. Yeah, do. It's next on my list. I just started a new program though, so I got to finish that first. What are you watching? Under the Banner of Heaven. Oh my goodness. Where are you watching that? Um, Disney Plus. So it's about um, a murder in... So it's Jake Gyllenhaal. No, it's not. He's such a ride. No, it is. Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I'm very excited to get into that. We've only watched like one and a half episodes. Basically, it's a murder, but it's um, the LSD community. Do you know that? Oh. LDS, sorry. LDS. Yes. Latter-day yeah. Saints. Yeah. Remember, I think I was talking to you about this a while ago. The FLDS, which are the fundamentalist... Mm. Church of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it is interesting. Um, so I'm excited to get into that and watch it. My sister gave it 10 out of 10. So you know when someone gives it that, you're yes. going to be good. So wait, what's it called? Under the Banner of Heaven. Yeah. My sister is Disney Plus, so I'll be heading over to hers this evening. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I got obsessed with the FLDS and yeah, the kind of um, polygamy and all of this Their sort of beliefs stranger. are crazy. Uh, like. They are a bit wild. Um, so if you finish that and you need something else, I'd watch the Keep Sweet documentary on Netflix. And then also on YouTube, there's a number of people who have left the church Uh who have their own YouTube pages. Um, One of them is called Amanda Ray and uh, she does this thing every Sunday night. It's like culty cup of coffee. And because um, the church that she was part of, which is the Kingston clan, they're also polygamous and they're Mormon and all the rest of it. To be a numbered man in the Kingston clan is to be 
someone that is upheld very highly in the community, who has, you know, multiple wives, sometimes 12, 14 wives. And so every Sunday she does a different number and she'll explain who that man is or was, um, what his life was like, how many wives he had. Some of the stuff is Sounds mad. like it's dangerous for her. Uh, yeah, do you know what it might be? But she's not living in Utah anymore. I think oh, she's right. in, I think she's in LA. Anyway, she's she's great. Okay, and she does cool. it all while um, having a cup of coffee with one of her pals. So, okay, called a cup of coffee. I'm definitely, I'm going to dive into this Do. afterwards. Because I'm, I'm watching it, but I don't fully understand mm. their beliefs or what's really going on all the time. You know? yeah. So I need to learn a little bit more. Defo. Defo. And uh, what about your bad books? So my bad books, I was thinking about this. And I was like, is that too heavy? But it's sad books this week. Oh, no. Yeah, well, Vicky Phelan died. Yeah. So sad. And like everything she she did while being sick for everybody else. And look how conscious we all are to get our smears done. And yeah, like even I got mine done recently. And like just they're so they're so good. They're so on it now. And, you know, when they're doing it mm. and like even if there's a slight chance there's something wrong, like a lot of my friends, you know, have had theirs come back and had to go and get further tests. Yeah. But she said to me and the doctor, she was like, I think it's like a crazy number, like 80% of people are getting some sort of yes, coming back yes or yes, something. Yes, yeah. But it doesn't mean there's something wrong. It just means we just got to check this more. Yeah, it Which, means we're we're on it and we, we yeah, have you in our sights. Which is great. But, I actually um, got a colposcopy recently. I found the procedure to be, it wasn't that it was sore, but I found it very emotional. And maybe it was, you know, because of Vicky Phelan's legacy or maybe it was just that, you know, you couldn't be more vulnerable, <laughs> you know, on a doctor's mm. table with your legs oh apart. Yeah. It's not pleasant. Um, but uh, there was something, I don't know, triggered in me in some way and I ended up bawling, crying. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But the nurses and could not have been better. Oh. And actually that evening, it was in Hollow Street, that evening around five or so when she was clocking off, the nurse who'd been dealing with me gave me a call to see if I was okay. That's really nice. So nice. Nurses yeah, they're the absolutely good. They're the, the best. Um, it's very sad for the country to lose her, but what a what a way to, what or a what a legacy. Like, yeah. I've never seen so many people share about one person. And I know. Really, like everyone was so touched and sad and like... It's so sad for her family, but also, like, look how proud they must be of her and everything she's done, like, you know? Totally, yeah. So, I mean, I just think that's amazing. Like, she's changed Ireland for us, like, you know? And she's probably had such a positive effect on her on her kids as sad as they are to lose her. Like, yeah. they, they can be so proud of her, like, you know? Yeah, incredibly proud. So what's in your bad books this week? So, in my bad books this week... <laughs> It's pretty specific, but unsolicited advice. Mm, okay, yeah. So <laughs> I'm always uh, I'm always on your side on that one. <laughs> well, uh, so basically, what happened was, I, I know it's idiotic. I know I was stupid, but I let my car run totally out of fuel, and it ran totally out of fuel in front of my favourite uh, 3FE by the canal. Could have been worse then in that case. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I ran in, I got myself a little latte. As well. but, um, but I, So the car wouldn't start outside it. And after I'd gotten the coffee, I called my knight in shining armour, i.e. my sister. Mm. Um, and so when she was on her way over, I was kind of looking at the car and just sort of like walking around it. I probably looked a bit strange, <laughs> which is fair. But... This group of men, and I, uh, sorry, I don't mean to mail bash because it could have been a group of women. If my mother was there, you know, she would have been wagging her finger if, even if I was a stranger. But um, they were over in the apartment block across the way. And at first, 
they were obviously trying to be helpful. They were like, oh, bang the battery. It could be X. It might be Y. Um, and that was totally fine. But then when my sister arrived with the fuel and they realised what was happening, then they literally just started trolling me. And they were just like, how did that happen? And obviously the car I'm driving is wrapped with news talk imaging. So they were oh, like, no. will we call Pat Kenny and see if he can come out and save you? I was like, I am in a stressful situation. I'm a damsel in distress. Also, um, petrol is so expensive right now. How do they know that you just couldn't yeah, afford exactly. it? Well, to be fair, I have a fuel card. So oh, okay. It's on the company. But um, but yeah, and it just, tr- for some, it triggered something in me, which seems to be my catchphrase today. Um, again, it's about the intention. When people are actually trying to help you, that's one thing. And sometimes they can be trying to help you. Mm. Um, but it's still irritating because you're like, I didn't ask for your help. Okay, question. Do you find you get a lot of that when you're single? <sighs> wow. Uh, well, used, now we're opening a can of it worms. It used to drive me mad. Wait, people being like, oh, you're being too picky. Especially or? people in relationships. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, no, okay. Oh, they oh, know yeah. it all. They yeah. know it all. <laughs> all right. Do you know what I will say? That's kind of mean. But just because you're not in a relationship now doesn't mean you won't be. Yeah, of course. And just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean you will be for a long time. I know, I know. She thinks it's going to always change. Uh, Yeah, but unsolicited advice, yeah. Yeah, it's that. And then also it makes you feel bad about yourself and bad because you're frustrated with the person who's only trying to help Mm. you. Do you know what? I live with that because like online, people will just give me their advice all the time. So there's certain things you don't talk about. Don't talk about dogs. Don't talk about babies. Don't talk about dogs. I don't have... Um, I don't have a baby, but like I just know from other people, you don't talk. Definitely don't talk about like breastfeeding. Don't talk about what you eat, what you feed them, or like if they're sick. Nothing, because that's all you're gonna get. Is all <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep Mom's it all private. Mum's gone mad. Mum's the word. Or like <laughs> sometimes I'd be like, if I'm decorating, I'd be like, guys, what do you think of this? Like that will always get people going as well. Loads of advice for decorating. Like you know, it's so oh funny. Like I, there's gosh. certain people things that get people going and like really like want to give you all the, which is lovely in some senses, but then in other senses, sometimes people can be kind of this is the right way to do it. You know? Yeah, they can be very authoritarian about mm-hmm. it. And also, what comes a lot with unsolicited advice is backhanded advice. Even yesterday, I got this gorgeous painting at ArtSource. Mm. What they do at ArtSource is. They ask all of the artists to bring a painting or a photo or whatever it is they're exhibiting to bring one that costs just a hundred euro. Mm. So it's great, you know, you can go in and get a beautiful piece Amazing. of art. It's a great place to get some Christmas presents. Definitely, absolutely. Is it over now, yeah. I'm sorry, it's over now, yeah. but maybe next year. <laughs> maybe next year. It's it was so much better this year because I went last year. Actually, awkwardly, I went last year on a date, and the guy I was with is really friendly with the man who runs ArtSource so I was like fuck he's definitely here he's definitely here <laughs> going around with sunglasses on inside <laughs> oh no I know anyway um, yesterday I put up on my Instagram that it does anyone know a good framer mm. and I had your man up on the wall my gorgeous painting of Ted the artist is Karen Hickey I think is her name she's uh, based in uh, Selbridge and mm-hmm. uh, her stuff is amazing but yeah so I put that up and uh you know, I had people suggesting places, Fox Framers, Boyne Framing. Um, but then I had other people who were like, you know, oh, yeah, you should try Fox Framing in Fox Rock. And I have seen a lot of other prints in your room. Um, they don't have frames. And I have to be honest, they look a bit messy. Who are these people? Are they in your room? Are they looking in the window? No, it must be that I've just put pictures up oh, on Instagram right, before okay, or something. Okay. 
But yeah, unsolicited <laughs> advice gone wrong. God, that's so funny. While we're on the topic of bad books, Laura in Sligo got in touch and she said in her bad books this week is The Crown. She's not happy with it at all. Why? She says it's boring. Oh. It's not that engaging this season and I have to agree with her, to be honest. Even though it's that Diana season? Yeah. I think it's been cast badly. It's the oh, first time it's been cast I badly. I the image of her though from what I've seen. So she's great. Uh, Amelda Staunton is pretty good as the Queen in my view but I don't think they nail it with any of the other ones oh okay no especially the Queen Mother they get none of her kind of you know wit and sarcasm right. she like literally is just like insert old doddery cheerful lady here okay you know? yeah 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 it's not great um, but then also I think because they got so much stick from the artistic community about not having um, a disclaimer that says it's you know fictional. The events are fictional, etc. That they've pulled back and they've they're not half as controversial as they've been in other seasons. Mm. They've really dulled the spear this season, and I'm not happy about it. But you know what? It kind of makes sense in a way because like if if the like public were to get angry at them over something that happened, and then it's like oh sorry, we've just exaggerated this part, or you know we've wait got character. angry with the royal family for yeah. something that happened. Yeah. But then if you're an audience member that's offended by a piece clearly labelled as being fictional. Well, see, that's the thing now they have labelled it being fiction. But so. that, to me, that means they should be taking more risks than ever. Okay, yeah, yeah, true, yeah. Uh, anyway, I totally agree with you, Laura. It's bollocks. <laughs> okay. We do- Sorry. I'm still eating my caterpillar cake. God, I haven't had caterpillar Whose cake Whose birthday was it? I-, I don't know. I found it in the fridge. <laughs> you don't even know. That's where I get most of my that's food. so funny. The fridge and the vending machines. Anyway, um, will we take a look at... Louise's Open Book Club. Oh yeah. Let's, Let's do, do a check-in. Let's check in. So we're reading Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabriel Zevin. I think it's Gabrielle. Gabrielle, okay. I know, no, we need to actually figure this out because we've mm. said it. We've actually said a different pronunciation every time we're done. We, know, we, we must have been right at some point. But um, we were trying to read to around page 100. I've been listening, so I've kind of gone a little bit ahead. Oh, feck. I'm only at page 50. Oh, yeah. okay. But, I'm probably, but, probably at around 100 then. That's fine. I have to say, though, I'm really enjoying it. Are you? Um, I, at first, I was like, no, this is painful. Like, if, if it wasn't for the book club, I would have put it down. Really? Yeah, just like too much of the jargon to do with gaming and stuff. Mm. And I know we were just chatting before and you said you don't know anything about that world. Nothing. I, I did like a project on gaming in college. Did you? Did you learn to code? No, no, no. I did a project on the cult of gaming. Oh, I see. I yeah. see. Okay. Okay, um, cool. It was interesting, but like... Yeah, it's just not something that I'm really into, you know. Yeah, so, with you. I, I, I like that as the, the story goes on, it becomes more about the relationship, which is what mm. I'm into. Like, I am I love that. Like, and yeah. I, so obviously they start out being friends because they're both in hospital and she's just visiting, but he's really ill with his foot. But um, then she is friends with him because she's getting her community service hours. And I just thought that was interesting, like... When is doing a good thing not a good thing because you're, like, she still wanted to hang out with him. It was still a good thing, but she yeah. was getting cre- credit in terms of community service hours for it. Yeah. Does that make it not a good thing anymore? And I think her granny was right there with what she said. Yeah. Um, friendship and charity are they should be different separate. and never the yeah. two shall meet. But at, like, at the same time, it's like, yeah, but it's just two birds, one stone. Why? You know? I know. And I actually find this really interesting because obviously she's 
been totally neglected as her sister is sick and that that can't but be the way I'm sure Absolutely, um, yeah. but she was so starved of attention you know part of why she was continuing the timesheet mm. up to 600 plus hours when she only had to do 20 to mm. get the credit for her bat mitzvah because she's so starved of attention mm. from her parents. Mm-hmm. One of the big reasons that she was doing this anyway was because she liked the praise from the nurses. I, I think she's kind of a victim of um, her, maybe her sister's illness or her at least her parents' response to it. And her sister's older than her, isn't she? So like, Yeah, her sister sounds like a bit of a weapon. <laughs> Sorry. Know, she would have probably felt that a lot, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, very true. At that age, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. But then what's, what's even sadder again is that she says, like, her sister's opening criticism of her is is that she doesn't have any friends. Mm. And so I kind of felt as well that maybe she was a bit grey on what friendship was, you know, yeah. or could be. Um, so it was a big learning I mean, curve for I her, I think no it doubt. was definitely a friendship. It was just the the doing, the the tracking of the hours. And she knew she'd done something wrong because when he confronted her about it, she, she lied. Was de- yeah, she lied and then she was devastated. Yeah. I know, love how great it is, though. Have you gotten to the stage in the book where they meet during college? Yeah. And she's, like, depressed? He's there for her then. He's showing up for her and he's like, like, she's not getting out of bed, like she's not washing, not eating. Oh. And he's, he asked us for his friend, his roommate, Marks, what should I do? And he's like, just, just show up, just bring a book, bring food, you know, tell her get in the shower, mm. bring her for a walk, open the window. Yeah. And so he does that for her. It's like um, unconditional being there for each other, oh. you know. Yeah, wow. What a mark of true friendship as well. Yeah. Just be there. I know, I feel like I have no idea what's going to happen. Like, I have no idea where we're going in this book. Mm. But I'm enjoying every single page of it, I have to say. Oh. And I know you're you're saying about the gaming. But what struck me there, I think probably because I was at ArtSource this weekend, mm. is just all of the different ways that people express themselves. Mm. And, like, it really changed my view on gaming as, like, you know, not just people in dirty hoodies in their parents' basement, yeah. you know, playing Twitch. Um, and more of it as uh, like a mode of expression and an art form in some Escapism. way. And totally, yeah. But then also the game creator is probably, you know, more focused on their audience than artists might be because, you know, they're engaging with it mm-hmm. in a so, in such a completely different way. Yeah. Can you imagine these games as they're, as they're describing them? Um no not really. I'm not I'm not a gamer <laughs> at all. But you know what? Because I can't we, we, do you know what, Louise, we're missing a trick. Some of the chess gamers mm. earn far more than they would even if they were the top chess player in the world. I'm talking six, eight figures. Online players? Online. Saying. Oh my God. I'm yeah. Mad. Yeah, I'm mad. Um, the other thing I hated was when at the start, when he's describing Sadie in the in the metro station where he's basically like, you know, she's the most beautiful. People, you know, just walk or... Uh, crowds part for her and I was like oh why do they always have to be exceptional mm. you know and then I realised that it's just because he's in love with her that's yeah, why he yeah, describes her like that she actually no but isn't like, that so yeah. lovely and that is how we see people we mm, love of course yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I think that that's probably why normal people was such a success because mm. it was just as normal people like yeah totally I mean but then everyone just became so obsessed and everyone started looking at him like that yeah that's for you Paul Mescal but in, in Actuality, he's kind of like a normal guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you definitely see he's got him. that like ruggedness or whatever. Totally, you yeah. can imagine him just bringing a round of pints back to his friends at the yeah. table in the pub. What about her relationship with Dove? Yeah, a bit weird. Um, he's de- there's definitely red flags there. I think he was a bit uh, controlling, and yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Mm. But uh, oh, actually, 
this is probably totally off topic, but there's a new website called uh, Two Into You. Have you heard of it? No. It's about, it's by Women's Aid. It's like their first website and you can do like a quiz to see if your relationship's healthy or, or unhealthy. Oh, so I love that. Just after me reading this, I went to the launch the other night. They, they had it on one side of the page, your relationship is unhealthy if, and the other side, your relationship is healthy if. So when I was reading or listening to this part of it, I was like, yeah, that's an unhealthy relationship. Mm. She doesn't feel comfortable to leave. She doesn't feel comfortable to say what she wants, you know. Definitely. He was putting down everything about what she was saying. Mm. So there was a lot oh, of red I really, flags. Yeah, I really hated that. That was really awful. And he t- tells her all the time, you know, he calls her a genius and everything. It's really hard to see someone like that and who's obviously been such an individual from an early age crumble, mm. you know. When you get into a relationship when you're younger, you're so much less formed as a person. Oh my God, yeah. And you don't even know that these things when they happen are red flags definitely yeah but you're also less likely to kind of back yourself you're more willing to kind of compromise and often we compromise to the point where we're not even recognisable to the person they fell in love with in the first place Mm -hmm. so it's not good for either party if you let yourself be bulldozed over that's why it's so good to have websites like this right because if I you know say when I was younger if I had read these it would have saved me a lot of time it's easy to see these things in retrospect and it's easy to spot things after you've been through them but like yes when you're in it it's good to have it like written out for people black and white definitely this is okay this isn't okay these are the signs oh do you follow or subscribe to Unilad on YouTube not on YouTube no I have them on Instagram I think well Louise you gotta get on the YouTube because it's incredible their YouTube is so interesting and it's, I think it's making me a better journalist, I have to say. Why? Um, they have a series that's called like 24 Minutes With or 18 Minutes With or 27 Minutes With and they sit down with a very diverse body of people, mo- most of which aren't in the public eye. Mm-hmm. So I got into a bit of a loop with it. It must have been last night. I was like trying to clean my room and, you know, I have to be distracted at all times. So, uh, yeah, so I got into, uh, I just kept watching one after the other. So I heard from um, a pathologist, a drug runner. Part two of his was how he escaped from a Thai prison. Um, I also heard from um, a girl who grew up in a cult. Uh, And one of the people I heard from was a hacker. And he had hacked into the US Senate when he was 17. And he was the only one of this group he had set up that wasn't sent to jail because he was underage. But it sort of struck me there that, you know, coding is the language of the future. And it is a completely different language. When I see code, I don't know what it means. And when Mm -hmm. I hear people talking about code, it just goes like right over my head. I built my website years ago. What? Well, like on, on WordPress. That's kind of, come on, it was, it's like Sorry. There's a template there, but like I, you, I, I had to deal with codes. You're like, <gasps> sometimes you have to go to the HTML side just to see, but only like, it's all there for you, but you might have to copy and paste things or move things. Wow. And like, you're, I'm looking at it and I'm like, like I'm just trying to copy exactly because it's a different language. It's like. Yeah, it literally is a different language, a different isn't it? It's a different language, yeah. yeah. They often say that about music. Music is the language of the year. Oh. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's probably why there is such a strong connection between between Sadie and Sam. Because they, they speak the same language. They speak the same language. And also, like, it started from such a good place. It started from fun, which is like, yes. I think the basis of all good friendships is like fun and laughter. And, yeah. you know, that's what that is for them. And you know what I loved? I loved when Sam says it at a kind of a controversial moment mm. that playing with someone is more expressive and vulnerable than sex. 
<laughs> and I thought that that was really interesting because actually, yeah, like you're exposing your humour, you're exposing your personality. Yeah. There yeah. is something really quite vulnerable about and playing. someone said to him that he's obviously never had good sex. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> well, maybe that's the case, but yeah, it's just an interesting obviously point Obviously for him, because they get so involved, like, you know, and for Definitely. me now, I'm sure it wouldn't be the case. <laughs> <laughs> go on um, but yeah if you think about it like the people you're closest to are often the people that you can have the most fun with yeah yeah so totally. there's definitely something connecting yeah. about playing fun 100% yeah. so where will we read to next week I think let's just aim for 200 what do you think yeah just because it is quite long so I want to give us time and like there's no point in putting too much pressure on ourselves especially this time of the year so actually that's a really good point yeah Okay, so for the next time myself and Sarah sit down, which is the week after next, usually every second week we do this kind of a chat, mm-hmm. we're going to try and read to page 200 just because it's a busy time of year. I don't want to put too much pressure on us. And it also is quite long. Next week, though, I will check in with you on the book. We'll have a little brief check in. I can kind of fill you in on what I'm thinking, on how it's going. And um, then we'll do a proper, proper in-depth review the week after when we're sitting back down again. Perfect. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed our random chats. If you have any thoughts you want to share on the book, it, the email is openbook at goloudnow.com or if you want to share even what's in your good books or your bad books, we just love hearing from you. Next week, we're going to open the book on Hazel Wallace, the doctor, the nutritionist, author, founder of The Food Medic. She's got a lot going on and she's also absolutely beautiful. So we're going to learn a little bit more about what goes on behind the scenes with Hazel and I'm just so excited to talk to her. Thanks again for listening, guys. Don't forget to rate, share, subscribe, all those good things, and we will talk next week.